All right, gamers with a coffee. This is Keegan here with Clint and D. Yep. Gonna go over what was this again? Stargaze. We're gonna go over Stargrave. Or Grave. Time. I'm sorry. So I thought I'd find something a little more universal for us to play, and Greg is unfortunately unavailable, so we're doing it. So you were thinking about just like laying back at night looking up the stars, but that's yeah, not Stargaze. This. This well, see, yeah. it's Stargrave, so yeah. therefore you have to dig the a hole. You gotta dig a six foot hole in the cemetery. In the you cemetery. Gotta lay the <laughs> in the you know the set in space, so you're gonna floaty coffin somewhere. Yeah. So, quick overview on Stargrave. Let's start with that. So, the first game they released, uh, this is from Osprey Games. Osprey does a lot of historical stuff. They do a lot of accurate historical stuff, which is cool. So, it's kind of neat to see them. About this. <laughs> it, it's kind of neat to see them deviate from that. Um, Frostgrave was the first release, which is a fantasy setting. It's basically a simple universal system. It is a skirmish game, so it's going to be like Kill Team, where you build your crew, but your crew works a little different in this one than it does like Kill Team. There's no just assigning points, and everybody goes, and there you go. Um, this is open-ended. So both with Frostgrave, even Stargrave, all this, you literally, if you have miniatures, you can build a crew around those miniatures. Doesn't matter who makes it, doesn't matter what it is, boom, there you go. Um, there's a storytelling aspect to it, which is awesome, so you actually have to create your crew uh, you're, you have a captain, you have a first mate, and you have a force, up to four specialists, and then you're just general crew, your soldiers, your recruits, whatever. Um, the idea of this game is to be played in campaign setting. Constant story after story after story, because the loot that you pick up and the really cool stuff that you get from the loot, because you actually roll at the end to see what your loot is, can be applied to your crew and used in other games. You also gain experience points. You can level up. It's really cool on that aspect. And it doesn't matter what story you're going from one to the other. You could be planet side in a jungle trying to recover this piece of artifact, and the next time you're in an old west frontier town trying to, to help defend the locals from another pirating group. It is still player versus player to a degree. So each, you're going to have two people play. Each person's going to have their own crew. They're going to be on the map. You can shoot it out and take each other out, but really, you get kind of penalized for doing that. It actually what? hurts you. Yeah. How does it hurt you? Because the idea of the game is for you to get the loot and get off the board. Now, I'm not saying you can't shoot down your opponent who's got a piece of loot trying to get off the table if you want to gun him down and take the loot. Well, I mean, so be it. But really, the more people you lose, the more harmful it is to you because those don't carry over, and you have to pay with the money you get from the loot to Take replace the people. Or you have to pay an exorbitant medical fee uh, to heal the wounded people. Here's the thing. This actually has a rule that the wounded people might become permanently wounded. It is possible for your captain to lose a limb or be uh, blinded. It, that's one of the possibilities. And that carries on into the story. So they really put some great thought into this simple game. Then your captain can no longer be a captain. And if your captain dies, your first mate becomes the captain, but stays at their level. Sounds piratey to me. Well, That's what I was can. about to say. It sounds more like a pirate <laughs> adventure than a oh, wait. captain adventure. But there's more. Oh, oh no. wait. It's like an infomercial. So, okay. <laughs> oh, wait. There's more. There is more. Because in gameplay, you have your... Uh, your movements, your characters move, everybody moves. You have two actions you can perform each turn. One of them is a move. 
you can then move, make an additional move, or you shoot or fight or whatever. So you've got your combat. So a little bit like cab, where you you're limited on your action. Kind, kind of, of. Yeah, kind of. Um, you don't also move everybody at the same time. Your crew is broken up between your captain and your first mate. You have a captain's face and you have a first mate's face. And you're only allowed to activate up to three miniatures with the captain and the first mate. Then you have a face to cover anybody else who's left. So captain plus two and then first mate plus no, two? No, captain plus up to three, first okay. mate up to three, and then whoever's left activates. And those are your soldiers and your grunts. Huh. So there's a lot of tactic involved with it. Then you have all your combat, you resolve your damages and everything, and then the extra stuff gets to go. <laughs> and by extra stuff, I mean shit that comes out of the wall to kill you. Or pops up out of an blind alley to shoot at you. There are creatures slash pirates slash bad guys who op who operate independently of both of your crews. How do you find out about these things? Uh, when they pop up and they're, they're, they're part of the game. <laughs> they are literally part of the game. There is a AI table that you follow at the end that these people move and do things. These okay. random things. So there's that element on top of everything else. So you may be grabbing the loot and running off the board only to have some carnivorous plant grab your character on his way out and yank him down. Now, vehicles. What about, is this all characters? So this or is vehicles the, in this, too? The, there are, I imagine there will be vehicles eventually because it looks like there's wagons and stuff for Frostgrave. But Stargrave has only been out for, oh gosh, two or three months. And oh, that's right. This, this you, is got this you got this on Kickstarter. No, this no. wasn't a Kickstarter. I'm glad you mentioned that because that should be here any day now. The Twilight 2000 Kickstarter has shipped. Uh, yeah, well, we're still waiting on the truck drivers, they claim. Yeah. So, yeah. But they are in the United States and they are shipping. So, so it is off the ship. It finally. is off the ship, yeah. So it is it is being shipped out. People are saying they got theirs, and that tin is awesome. So I don't want to talk too much about that. We'll yeah, talk we'll about talk about that, about that in the podcast. Um, Miniature-wise, you can use just whatever miniature you want. So like you said, with your Necrons, would work just fine. You just basically have a crew of robot. Yeah. Um, there are maximums you can have for armor. There are maximums you can have for health. Obviously, a crew, and uh, the captain and the first mate are going to be better off than your standard crew. But even your standard crew is basically 10 points. I mean, they still can take quite a bit of damage. Hmm. Your weapons aren't going to be super overpowering. But if you get loot or gear or whatever... You could get an alien artifact that would give you, say, a shield or a bonus to your weapon or let you fly. Um, you can fly. Characters can have wings. So we're going to need to have a notebook for each um, group. For, well, for well, each team. That's what we're working on. Is crew, uh, this one thing I want to work on is building your crew. Because your general crew, your, your just other than your specialists, which about have the same stats as the soldiers, um, you just have your, your general generic card for the only one that really has anything special are your captain and your first mate. Captains and first mate can have powers. They have special abilities. They can move things with their mind, or they're just really good with a pistol, or whatever. And that you build as you build your crew. Um, you can have robots. So in your case, if you did, let's just say you used your whole Necron squad, basically you would be an entire crew of robots, but your captain and your first mate would be more sentient. Hmm. So, um, and you can mix and match. Now, you can have creatures in your crew. You can have an attack dog or some sort of creature 
animal, plant, whatever, it doesn't matter. In the, the gist of the game, if it's part of your crew, it's part of your crew and it will not. Okay, let's say I've got a cyber attack dog in my crew, for example. Because it's technically considered a creature in the game, there is a creature activation phase at the end. But because it is part of your crew, it will always activate with your crew. Oh, okay. So it will be. It is considered part of your crew regardless. It, it would op, 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 operate independently. Um, you know what? I think I'll go get so dog. I, I'll go get dog meat and add him in because he could. never dies in Fallout. So I'll just go get dog meat and add him in, yeah. and I'll be golden. You were um, talking about a plant killing zombies or something. Yeah, I was just joking, though. I didn't even know about zombies. this. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I didn't tell you guys much about this. I, no. I wanted to really... I mean, it literally took me like 20 minutes to read through the entire rule book. Well, he was just campaign. confusing me. So, so me? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gameplay-wise is straight up pretty simple. You... And, and I'll go back to movement. Let's, let's use that for example. So you're going to have two actions per turn. One of them is movement. You move your full up to your full movement. If you choose to do a second movement, you move up. You move half your movement rate. Okay. So any and sometimes you can get an extra movement. Like you can get a power that will give you a third movement, for example. Then it's half of that rate. So if you if you move five, your second move would be two and a half. Then your third move would be one point two five rounded down, so one inch, basically. Hmm. It, it, it just it really does go okay. into. Um, they do a good job of certain things that they could see would meta or make things a little ridiculous that they really nerf it real quick. So like the movement. Yeah, you're not going to get three five-inch movements. It's not going to happen. Terrain is neat because you can crawl over any terrain. So it, terrain isn't a problem. Though. Terrain is not a problem. It may hinder the number of inches you can move, but so you can still climb it. You can get it, over it. It makes it interesting then? It, it, well, it makes it so the terrain is not... It's not as much of a problem as some games make it out. Also, with terrain in this one, if you are within an inch of it, you get a, basically a benefit of the cover from it. Otherwise, like most other it, games, otherwise it's line of sight. If it can see you, it can hit you, and you don't get a benefit from it. So, really, the game really encourages you to pull up against your piece of cover and, and hide behind it and duck down. Um, it really does stress that. Um, some weapons are going to hit automatically. Flamethrowers, grenades, stuff like that. That Those all work a little different. Grenades do work like um, kind of like Kill Team and stuff where they can deviate. Um, so if you throw a grenade, you have your point that you're aiming at. If you don't make the roll, then you roll to see where it bounces to. Oh, so we can have a ricochet. You could have un a ricochet, yeah. Unwanted ricochet. Yep. Flamethrowers are just like every other game of the flamethrower. Here's a flamethrower template. If it's under the flamethrower template, it you're got hit. Mm. The interesting with flamethrower template, if you're hiding behind a wall and the flamethrower reaches it, if you cannot see the miniature behind the wall, it is not hit by the flamethrower. But if you can see part of the miniature, it is hit by the flamethrower. Just... Oh. Get singed or the no? Whole the whole at that point the whole thing could so this is where damage. the height of your character can also affect the game. Yeah, it can. Short characters, please. It can. Short characters do actually have a bit of an advantage in this game. They won't have as much movement, but yeah. Oh, you short and people finally get an advantage. It is recommended a minimum of six to eight pieces of terrain per game. The so, game is super terrain heavy. It's so really we could use. Like maps from 
We could use the Team Yankee yeah. in the t- in the tank games for ground, but then we could probably also get the battleship stuff out from. Uh, yeah, we could. Uh, kill team. We could. We can easily use the kill team maps for this. Yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking. The nice thing with this is the terrain is terrain, plain and simple. You can get on top of it. You can shoot from it. You can get behind it. Um, shoot, I had a thought going. Multiple combats, uh, close combat. You got to be within an inch of the target to do close combat. Once, once you've engaged in close combat, then it is up to anyone to stay in close combat or break off. And once a person breaks off, you can't re-engage. Okay, just like Warhammer. It's just like Warhammer. You, you once, and by breaking off, you just basically push everyone back an inch. And so if, if you were in close combat with these, and Dee decided she didn't want to be in combat, she would do a pushback and either move her character back an inch or push you back an inch. Now you're no longer in combat. You can't just re-engage. That's done. Um, it does work like a lot of the other games. Everybody moves. Or, no, it doesn't. I'm sorry. Mm, I, well, I, Tim, I, like I, I thought you said earlier that everyone this, doesn't move at once. Action, the second act, well, each person gets two actions. So the second action, you can move and shoot. You can shoot and move. So you could move your captain. He could move up. He could take a shot. Then you would move one of the other crew. He moves up. He takes a shot. Um, or maybe a third crew moves up and just takes cover, something. So... Um, so it, it's, it's simultaneous. There's no movement phase, shooting phase, whatever phase. Everything happens. So it's both simultaneous, simultaneously. It's all, yeah. Now, does one person do all their actions and then the other person do all theirs? Or no, is it like that's why you have the forth? different phases. So I would do my captain's phase. D would do her captain's phase. Then I would do my first mate phase. D would do her first mate phase. I would then do my soldier phase, which is all your leftover guys. D would do your soldier phase, depending on the initiative. You roll initiative each turn, so it could change each turn. Well, then that that makes it so you can actually be able to react yeah. or yep. pro. What yep. would be pro react or be pro? Yep. Loot is not as simple as run up and grab it. First of all, you have to carry it off off the board. In order to claim loot, you literally have to pick it up and take it off the board. Okay, so when you grab loot, how do you know how much it weighs? Does weight have an effect? Depends on the loot, because some loot is just data. Okay. So there's going to always be a main objective loot something it's and it's always in the middle of the board that's okay. that's the main one then there's usually depending on the scenario there's usually four other pieces of loot scattered throughout the board could be two of them are usually physical two of them are usually data you may need a specialist to hack the data loot to take it you may need someone who oh can, so when you say specialist i'm thinking more like military so specialist. specialist i'm not thinking a data specialist well data mm. there, there's a bunch of different specialists in this game and you can have up to four. So yeah, you may have to have a data specialist to hack the container that has the data that you're after. So the main piece of loot you guys may be after may require some sort of specialist to either be able to cut through the torch through the box or data hack the lock or whatever. But you never know what the loot is until after the game. Hmm. So you don't gain any victory points but you do gain experience points for your captain and your first mate. You gain whatever the loot is you take off the table, and there's a chart for it. It could just be money, which you spend to replenish your crew or replace your crew. Could be a unique item, weapon, artifact. It's, you roll so it's kind of like you, you can, can you, can you go and spend the money on, say you go to a, 
gun shop, a space gun shop, yeah. and buy new upgraded so guns? Before you start the next scenario, you determine what you're doing with the money or the items you have. Before you know what you need. Before, yep. So you could you could even potentially get, say, a, a really cool uh, plus one laser rifle. That was the loot your, your captain got. You decide you want to keep the plus one laser rifle. Now you can sell your standard rifle, and you get money for that. Okay, but yeah. you can buy and sell them. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So before you start the next game, you determine what you're spending your loot on, what you're doing with your loot, and what your characters are going to have. Maybe you don't want your first mate to have the power sword this game. Maybe they just can have a standard sword instead. There, there's no points cost for it. It's what do you think the scenario is going to want or need? So you, can, you so can keep an inventory also, a, a, right, a weapon a right. weapons And catch. so the crew sheet is where you keep track of all that. As your captain or your first mate level up, they can gain additional powers. So you can forego combat if you have a power that may let you move things or something like that. So instead of shooting this turn, you decide to use a power instead of uh, just shoot. So you can still move and then use a power. Maybe your power blankets a shield over the area. Now shields, powers that give you shields, it looks like they're pretty much activate, they work one time, the damage is done, it's, it, it's off, it's done. So you have to recast if it's a power. If you have some sort of energy field, it looks like it's kind of a, it takes the hit for you and then you have to let it recharge. Okay. So, so if you've got an energy shield that gives you plus two to your your hit points, um, most video games it's like that anyway. Yeah. You got to re, you got to recharge, recharge or, re or you got to reactivate. Shield. So. So the one of the differences that I'm, I think I'm picking up between this and an RPG, is that a GM could change things just because he knows somebody has things yeah, but this doesn't let that right. happen it's all in the hands yeah. of so the, the tables you, yeah. that so you, you follow you are presented the scenario and the objective okay how you want to outfit your crew is you decide what your crew is going to do you decide what your crew is going to do you guys set up where you're at and you play most of the and time, the GM can't do anything. There's no GM. It. Generally, right. I, I would say there should be a third person to run the creatures. Because yeah, that, well, that's what I was a, referring to as the GM. Yeah. Okay. So there's a yes no chart on the creatures. So when the creatures activate, is the first question is like, is the creature so many distance from another player? Yes, no. If they're not, move to this step. If they are, it immediately So it's moves. got a flow chart to it's it. It's got a flow chart to it. And the creature will always attack. Creatures do not disengage in close combat. They will just continue to fight till they're destroyed. Mm -hmm. And I've got a whole chapter on creatures. Creatures can also be pirates, raiders, bandits, whatever. Oh, so it's not just, it's not creatures. just it creatures. It could be another human, human or robot eight, or whatever. It could be eight pirate crew who's there and you just encroached on their territory. Basically, think of it as you guys are basically racing each other to get the loot and get off and get out. This almost sounds like a in-person version of Sea uh, of Thieves. Kind of. It, it, it seems... <laughs> I'm really liking how they've laid this out because it's not just you go, you kill your army, you go, you kill your army. And the same blah, blah. standard boring. You know, and it's... it's. I mean, there's... So this is Universe of Thieves. There's, there's like eight different, <laughs> there's okay. eight different scenarios. And the scenarios you roll 
for certain effects. Okay, so I should get a raccoon. I'm gonna go find a raccoon. They make a actually the um, uh, hey, there's a raccoon in Bones. Well, the uh, rocket raccoon for Marvel miniatures. Yeah, I'm gonna go get him. Yeah, you I'm can easily him. use him. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead, and that's gonna be my first mate. First mate. You could easily do that. Oh my god! That would be awesome, actually. Cutting up the galaxy turned evil. So. Yeah, that's why I wanted to know a little more before I chose mine. But. Yeah, I'm gonna go get um, rack, rocket I mean, raccoon. That's gonna still be pretty go cool. With mine, there are area effects stuff like gas clouds, toxic clouds, stuff like that that can affect characters as well. Um, in some cases, you might be able to cancel out another person's power too. What? Yep. There, there are certain powers that will let you cancel out other powers or attempt to cancel out. Um, it, it's using powers in combat is a little different, and that's that's something we'll have to play through. But for the most part, the game is just super simple. So it falling and jumping and swimming do take effect in this game, and falling bad, falling bad. If you get knocked off a platform. You take a lot of damage from the fall. Unless you have wings, then you don't care. But um, jumping is also calculated for your movement and replaces your running. So it is potentially possible some people could jump three or four inches up onto a platform. Um, swimming also does take into consideration because you can drown. So... Yeah, I prefer not to drown. Once you have a piece of loot and you move off the table, that character is gone. That crew member is gone. Wait, you can't come back? No, you don't come back. Can so, you have a reserve room unit? No. Not even next one? But you can hand off the loot to one of your other crew. So you could have your data specialist hack the crate, grab the loot, run, meet one of the recruits, one of the newbies, hand the data off, and he runs that off the board. Which would also give him experience. Uh, no, it doesn't give him experience because he's just generally part of the crew. Okay. But it, it gives your team experience, your crew experience. But yeah, so each, the the soldier characters, the recruits, the low-level guys don't ever gain anything. They're just there. Because they are, for lack of a better term, the red shirt. They expect them not to survive. And you will probably have to hire new ones anyway. Hmm. So you okay. want to focus definitely more on your... Captain, your first mate, and your specialists. And there you can have four 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 specialists. So I would say if you're you're giving up, you definitely want to put two specialists with the captain and two specialists with your first mate. Right. You don't wanna um, have all your specialists. There are a lot of specialists though. Um, I think there's a total of like twelve or fifteen specialists to choose from. It it's mm. quite a bit. So you really want to think it through and you can change your specialists each game. You don't have to stick with the same specialists. But do you know enough Well, to kind of give you a clue what direction to go? Or is loot this is always... Uh, so whatever the main loot is, is, is relevant. The secondary loot is always going to be two data loot and two physical loot. So there's a total of five loot in every game. In every game. So the odds are you want at least a data person and probably someone like a... A, thinker, a, a, a you know, safe cracker or something. Ideally. Some kind of thing. Some okay. kind of thing. But one of your specialists could be a sniper. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's the game in the nutshell. I mean, that's, that's really everything. Like I said, then you roll on these charts at the end to see what the loot is and decide how you want to assign it. So, 
you're going to have a living crew list. You're going to constantly this is, update. This is going to be fun to do. I think this is going to be great. And I've, I've got two of my crew figured out out of the ten. Because you can have a maximum of ten crew. Counting your captain, your first mate, and then eight others. I have no clue what I'm doing for the others. I have no clue what miniatures I'm going to use. I have no clue who. I've actually got more of an idea of a pirate faction at this point than I do my main Well, yeah, crew. but that's basically what this feels like. It's more it of a does. pirate. It kind of is. And you can build your crew as a pirate faction if you want. There's nothing that says you can't. It works the same within the same confines of the rules. I'm still getting a rocket raccoon. I think that would be that's awesome. Yeah, it would. That would, would be, be awesome. We need to... So, well, well, and then he has this. He, he, to, yes, he's a raccoon, but he speaks English, so yeah. is he a, rac- a creature or is he a crewmate? We just need to bring our own quirks with us and, and have fun with it. So just so you know, the creature list goes from page 143 to page 154. That's just a list of the bad guys, the random NPC bad guys. There's a lot in this game. Wait, what was the last page number you said? It goes from page 143 to 154. That's all just a list Holy. of bad guys. And I generally roll those at random. Or whoever. Um, yeah, and, and how they come about. Uh, sometimes they could be posted at a certain spot. You may go into the main building where the main loot is, and surprise, there's two pirates guarding the loot. But you don't know it till you get there. Here, here's a question. We could almost play with three people. You could jam because you could almost have another crew come in mid battle and oh hey someone else just showed up to grab yeah, the loot too. You could yeah. Um, the scenarios themselves, just the general scenarios, and there's I know there's another expansion book coming plus solo rules. There's a PDF file for solo rules. There's a two, four, six. Also, oh, people eight, are going to be able ten. to play this by themselves yeah. if they want to. So there's also. ten generic scenarios in here. And at the start of every scenario, you roll to see where it's actually taking place. Just because your scenario is called the botch deal, it potentially could take place in a frontier town, could take place in the desert, could be underwater. You won't know until you roll. Well, um, how does that work underwater? We just are going to have to see my guys at scuba gear? No, it's an underwater facility, some sort of. So oh, okay. Very so it's not like we're having to swim through the water. And right. You might have to in some areas. That's why they have the ability to swim. Um, well, swimming might not be in my best band if I built no, a robot army. But <laughs> every character could swim. It's just it limits their movement. So, oh, yeah, but good luck swimming um, when you have a body of iron. Yeah, well, you don't have to worry about breathing, but yeah, it would definitely hinder your movement. Might but rust I mean, up. That's, that's the game in a nutshell. So we'll, we'll jump into doing crew creation. I'm not going to worry about the podcast. Yeah, we're, we're going to do our, we're probably going to. Cut our podcast out here, yeah. do our crew creation, and uh, probably get back to you guys sometime yeah. well, soon with what everybody came up with. Crew creation we should do as a video and say, here's what we did. Here's my crew. Here's what I did. Here's, you know, for sure. And so. these are the miniatures I'm using for the. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm already sitting here. Going, I'm already sitting here on no. Amazon going through. I can buy Rocket Raccoon with all yeah. the other universe, no, universe there, guys. There are. Blocks. Official miniatures for this game. You don't have to use them. They are very similar to Warhammer stuff where you get a sprue of them and you just build. There's like a mercenary sprue, a crew sprue, um, some other sprue. Those two little robots that I show you guys, those are actually official rogue, old, they're called old, old rogues, and they're just old robots for the game. And I'm just going to include them in my crew. But 
There's so you your, got them from I ordered this them. Place. I got them off eBay. Okay. I got this off Amazon. I ordered the robots off eBay. eBay and Amazon. Here's your, here's okay. your crew sheet. There's, I'm not bad at all. That's that's your entire crew sheet. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to remind me. I'll have to make it from photocopy. Yeah, I just figured we'd do it on a notepad for now and transfer it from there. So, because it's mostly captain and first mate and then the, the crew from that So point. is that like one page each and then, or... Um, or both pages? It's both pages because you've got it's your two. crew. Okay. Your crew is all going to basically have the same stats. Yeah, because they're kind of just a rogue of bandits. Like, they've got, the book has these really cool little cutout cards with all your powers. Mm-hmm. So this is all your powers. I'll have to make copies of those too. Yeah, yes. and then the templates. And it, it's just a little quick, easy to read wow. card that, or items. It, it's just, it's really done very well. And you know, I think this book was, yeah, this book was thirty-five bucks. Well, I ain't Here's had it everything. All. So for thirty by five bucks, you could get, you could pick that up. Yep. Say you're a family and you got some kids at home and yep. something that they want to just pick up dolls or whatever they want to yep. grab with out of the room. You, you could start this for nothing. Yeah. This is so sad. That's why I wanted something we can just use what we have and just play. As much as I like Kill Team, there is a certain structure to it that kind of annoys me. Yeah, so, all right. But I can use the miniatures for this game. Hey, but, every, but every game's got that. Everything has that. That's true. But I think this one's going to be after we play a few games. Because it says to just, just play a couple scenarios and get a feel for it. And then start doing your campaign. And then you'll know if you want to tweak your crew or you want to maybe change your powers to your captains. So before we commit to a story arc that I think would be great if we, we did and recorded... Um, so before we commit to that, we'll play a few games for sure, and then just kind of use the story arcs that are in this book, uh, like the Starport Raid or the Derelict Warship, stuff like that, and kind of see where everyone goes. And we got terrain that we can yeah, put we down to put... Plenty to put, of that. I have terrain too. And, yeah, know, that's what I'm saying. We, we've, got, yeah. we've got terrain. And we can 3D print whatever we want or build whatever we want. Until what? 3D print? What? Yeah, I told Evie to save her Pringles cans because I want to use them as a landing pad. They'll be great for the large pillars and the ship landing pad on top. The oh, tall ones? Be. No, the, the shorter the ones. ones. I don't, the tall ones are almost too tall. Those can be used as communication towers. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. so, much, there's so much you can do with just miscellaneous stuff. Anyway, this game exactly. seems just perfect for all this. Sounds like an excuse yes. to drink coffee, eat Pringles, and build stuff. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Funny how yeah. that works. Really, it is. <laughs> so. Oh, and use deodorant so that you can make those little trash can things, and you know, oh, or those small deodorant cans. The, yeah, those, those de- the deodorant challenge. Deodorant hovercraft vehicle. Uh, yes, it's been around since the nineties. <laughs> but like all kinds of. But yes, I mean, you can easily be used. Right now, vehicles packing. in this game, I think, are just terrain. I know yeah. some of the some of the the. More official stuff I've seen. There, there's been like a, there was some sort of APC that the people were hiding behind, but that's all they did. It's all hide behind terrain. it. It'd be it'd be cool if they went and went to a point where the games eventually, if you wanted to, the camp the campaign battle could be yeah. longer, and you had to use well, vehicles to get to a point. And I can't see why we couldn't have the crew steal an APC and drive across the table. <laughs> it would give them armor and movement. Oh. I guess I forgot to mention, this is generally designed to be 28 millimeters, so it's your standard Warhammer scale. Oh, yeah. So, I guess I should have mentioned Warhammer isn't, isn't I think Bones is in 28. Bones is, yeah, all that stuff. So, So I know they do. Can I have a dragon as a captain? 
Technically, yes. <laughs> um, a raccoon as a first mate, a dragon as a captain? That'd be... That would be hard to hide. It but... might be dangerous for the raccoon. Oh, and you can upgrade <laughs> well, your... Well, not really, because you could think that raccoon could ride the dragon into battle. You can... I mean... I guess, before I forget, you can spend some of your okay. loot to upgrade your ship, even though the ship doesn't have anything to do with the game on the table. It actually does have other benefits, like a med bay, so you're not spending extra points to heal or potentially have your captain permanently lame now. Uh, so there are stuff you can spend on the ship itself. Can, can you get like a, a what would they call it? like a uh, fire ability to where you can it can fire it can fire um, in close proximity if you upgrade the weapons. Fire like a rocket or I think there is one of the powers that lets you control like weapon systems. Yeah, you shoot like a weapon system down at your enemy. I, th I, mean, I think it's one cool. of the crew. So you'd have they'd have to make it to where it's kind of difficult to zero in, though. Well, otherwise you'd you'd run into people that just eliminate the other team and walk off the loot. Yeah, yeah, there is that. But that's one of one of the reasons why they really push the train. So you've got a lot to hide behind, and it, you can't just run and grab something. And yeah. loot doesn't necessarily mean it's on the floor. It could be the top of a tower. And then you have to go all the way up and all the way back down, and hope no one blows you up in the process. So could be could be like Minecraft, just floating somewhere random. Kind of. <laughs> so, all right, let's stop there and let's jump into. All right, our, all right. Our well, we're we're gonna create so. our characters and keep chit chatting about this, and uh, we will catch you guys on the next podcast. Yep. Remember to like, subscribe, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the other side. Bye. Bye.